Hello and welcome back to my podcast. I hope you had a wonderful and blessed Feast of Candlemas on Friday when we commemorated the Lord's entry into the temple as a tiny baby for his presentation and for the purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary after childbirth. I hope you were also able to get some candles blessed that you could use in your homes over the coming month or months or year. Today I want to speak about the first reading at Holy Mass, which is from the book of Job. This book in the Old Testament is a masterpiece of that genre of biblical writing called wisdom literature. The best dating of the book tells us that it was written at the beginning of the 5th century BC and after the Jews had returned from exile. Perhaps this is why it focuses on the personal experience and the personal quality of suffering rather than that of the whole people of Israel. If you've never read the book, it's easy to read. It's not a very long one. And it tells the story of a faithful servant of God whose name was Job, a rich and happy man. God allows Satan to test him to see if Job will remain faithful despite many and severe misfortunes. Job loses all his his possessions and all his children die or are killed. Then his own self is afflicted with a revolting, painful sickness. But through it all he remains faithful and resigned that God who gave can take away. Job remains faithful and loyal to God throughout his ordeal. What we hear in today's first reading comes towards the beginning of the book, a long way from its ending, and Job's reward from God, with many sons and daughters, and double his possessions. The words we hear are poignant, aren't they? All of us can identify in some way with that longing for suffering or sickness to end, and that experience of how slowly goes the day when there is no pleasure or interest in life. None of us likes to suffer, yet we have to accept it to achieve any greater cause. Children and young adults have to suffer being educated, doing their homework, going to school in order to do all kinds of good things in the future. Athletes have to suffer exercise and training to prepare for competition. Inventors suffer countless tedious hours zeroing in on one particular thing in the hope of achieving an uncertain goal. You and I suffer the sacrifices of practicing the Catholic faith for God's glory and the salvation of souls. And Jesus suffered torture and death so that we would accept the responsibilities of salvation. You get the picture. As it is said, no suffering, no gain. 
Well, there is another kind of suffering whose merits are more sublime, and that is suffering that one willingly acquiesces to for love of God, without knowing what good is coming from it. In the spiritual life, we frequently don't see the good our suffering is doing, but we will in the next life, and that suffering may in fact be doing a tremendous amount of good as long as it is lovingly offered up to God. St. John Paul II, who himself suffered greatly in the last years of his life, wrote this, and I quote, Christ the Redeemer suffered in place of man and for man. Every person has his or her own share in the redemption. Each one is also called to share in that suffering through which the redemption was accomplished. Each is called to share in that suffering through which all human suffering has also been redeemed. In bringing about the redemption through suffering, Christ has also raised human suffering to the level of redemption. Thus each person in his or her suffering can also become a sharer in the redemptive suffering of Christ. In light of all this, I would like to tell you today about victim souls. Perhaps you've heard of them, perhaps you haven't. You see, some rare people are given extraordinary suffering from God for extraordinary graces for others, graces they will not know about until they enter into eternal glory. Usually this suffering takes physical form, yet it can come in other ways too, but it's always willingly accepted without knowledge of what God is using it for. One such victim soul is St. Gemma Galgani, a saint who died in 1903 at the age of 24. She received the stigmata, the wounds of Christ, in her own body on June 8, 1899. She had a great devotion to the passion of Jesus, and in one of her, vis- one of her visions with Jesus, he told her that it is through suffering that one learns to love. She had many visions of Jesus and the Blessed Virgin Mary to help her through her agony with the stigmata. But that wasn't her only suffering. She was also physically attacked by the devil. Satan dislocated her bones, pulled some of her hair out, stole a book that she wrote on her life and even threw her down the stairs. He tempted her with sensual thoughts, so much so that she dunked herself in ice-cold water in a well outside in the garden. The devil told her not to pray for the conversion of sinners. This seemed to make him the most angry. It was only through prayer and through her total abandonment to Jesus, that she survived these unholy attacks. St. Gemma once said, 
It is not enough to look at the cross or to wear it. We must carry it in the depths of our hearts. In other words, we shouldn't just be admirers of Jesus on the cross. Instead, we should join him in his suffering so as to help him to atone for the sins of the world. And this Saint Gemma did for four years until her death. May Saint Gemma and all victim souls pray for us.